Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Hey, how is everybody doing this evening? Uh, my name is Phil Armstrong, and uh, we're going to be talking about Bible prophecy. Um, and there is a lot to talk about. Um, it appears that time is speeding up, and the events in the Middle East are very much becoming very clear as time goes on. Um, we look to the Bible to provide us with what is going on, and the Bible has prophesied um, 2,000 years ago that what we see in our newspapers today are setting the stage for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled. Um my name is Phil Armstrong once again. Uh, I'm coming to y'all. I'm just test driving my uh, I'm test driving my software program um, that's supposed to be um, bringing me um, the ability to show videos and audios and things like that. And uh, I, I'm I'm happy with it for right now. It looks clear. Uh, it looks really clear to me for right now. I don't know what it looks like on Justin TV because I'm not on there. But I apologize um, ahead of time for those who are watching Justin TV. If y'all see something on there, maybe as far as their advertisements concerned, I haven't been able to get the premium yet. I, I actually, I just forgot to get the premium in that case. Uh, it's not a case of funding or nothing like that. It's only a couple bucks a month. I just haven't got around to it. But um, it is... Um, getting very interesting to say the least in the Middle East and um, what I see myself makes me think that we are close to uh, events taking a quantum leap into uh, the tribulation period now, Israel's leaders are ready to act to secure uh, the arsenal, the uh, serious arsenal. They have chemical, biological, um, um, and also cyanide missiles. And when they took them out of the um, 
uh, shed, or they took them out of the um, underground bunkers. Uh, they just moved them around, and they also set them up. Um, now, Hezbollah, not Iran, is probably going to be Israel's biggest worry going towards the fall. Um, now, uh, Netanyahu's intelligence um, says that Hezbollah was behind the Gregorian um, terrorist attack. And um, I I seem to um, uh, look towards a confrontation with all Israel's immediate nations, which um, talks about in the book of Psalms, chapter 83. And a lot of um, Bible prophecy buffs are looking at that as well. Hezbollah is uh, in charge of Lebanon right now. Now, uh, they also have to worry about Hamas. Now, Hamas is training their children uh, to teach the Palestinians to be terrorists. And you know, you've seen pictures of that as far as like YouTube and and, and things like that when the kids are dressed up in army fatigue and they're teaching they, and the kids are are, are are chanting we you know want to kill the Israelis the Jews are the people a law a law you know something like that um, of course they're not the only people to have their kids chanting for their leader when Barack Obama was first uh, elected <laughs> they had these kids marching through the school chanting Barack Obama is the greatest you know all that stuff so I wouldn't put it past anybody um, now Assad may go ahead and unleash those chemical weapons that he has and if he does what will Israel's response be well remember back in uh, 2006 the first Lebanon war um for some reason, uh, Israel sort of, uh, I wouldn't say lost that one, but I think it was a tie. And uh, I don't know if Israel was prepared for that war or not, but um, maybe it was a setup. Maybe it was to make Israel appear to be weak so they can come back later, but that's on my own speculation. Um, now, all the borders around uh, Israel are very uh, active, to say the least. Uh, now, it's not just the borders for... Um, hold on for a second. Okay, it's not just the borders for uh, Israel and its boarding nations. It's also borders like, for instance, the Jordan border. The, 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 the Jordan, Jordanians uh, vow to protect border as more Syrians flee. So we know that the, the refugees are fleeing, uh, are trying to flee into uh, Jordan. And Turkey also has a border conflict <coughs> or potential border conflict with uh, Syria. Now, uh, a, a general from Israel pronounced that he is going to go ahead and tell the military to get ready. So they canceled the leads for this weekend, but nothing happened yet. Um, 
but they canceled leaves and uh it looked like for a second that uh the general was saying we are going to go ahead and hit Syria if it appears that um the leader Bashar is going to be taken out or he looks like he's going he's he's very he's very much in a position where he's about about to fold and then a few minutes a few days later he says he's about to fold so what does that tell you but um Hezbollah is a proxy or a go between because Hezbollah is a satellite of Iran. That's the way I look at it, at least. Um, and Israel knows it. Because remember, when the Bulgarian, Bulgarian, um, Bulgaria, Bulgaria, a terrorist attack happened, first they said Iran, Iran was to blame, and then they turned around and they said Hezbollah, which is, is out of the same pot. It's like eating uh, raisin bran without the raisins. Uh, raisin bran, raisins go with raisin bran. Um, where do we stand as far as Bible prophecy is concerned? Well, we know, like I said, in Isaiah 17, but we also see Damascus in Isaiah, um, let's say Isaiah 17 on Psalms 83. We know where we stand in Psalms 83 as far as Israel's immediate nations and also the organizations that can't stand Israel. Um, so now it says Assad rebuilds fighting command retaliates against uh Turkey. Now we know that Assad's uh officers were killed. Some of his officers were killed. And uh instead of um just folding in he he made others uh to be promoted. What's going on now is that they he's just uh, reshuffling the deck, to say the least. He's reshuffling the deck of leaders, and every time he loses a leader, just like we would do, he replaces one. Uh, but uh, anyway, I hope y'all are having a good evening out there. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Big story we're following. New Yorkers can now apply for the new enhanced driver's license. This was Melissa Hunt's mind as he bridge was awaited. Melissa? Well, Lisa, they've only been available for a couple of hours, but already more than 100 New Yorkers have applied for the new enhanced driver's license. Officials say that they'll make crossing borders like here at the Peace Bridge safer and faster. Now, starting June 2009, federal law will require you to either have the enhanced driver's license or passport to enter into the U.S. from Canada, the Caribbean, or Bermuda. Now, the new enhanced driver's license has a special radio frequency chip inside that will make it faster at the border crossings. Now, for a regular renewal, the enhanced license costs $80. That's $30 more than a regular license, but a passport costs more than $100. Now, a birth certificate will suffice with the border until June 2009, and it will always be accepted for children under 16. Now, it used to be that 8,000 forms of ID were accepted at the border, but come June, it, that number will only be six. But why should a traveler pick an enhanced license over a passport, a Nexus card, or a new passport card? Enhanced driver's license makes the most sense because it is a multiple-use document. Again, citizenship, identity can be used for driving. 
it surpasses the other applications of all those other documents. And we encourage uh, residents uh, of the state of New York who are U.S. citizens to get one. You don't need to rush in today. Yes, it's an exciting day. It's September 16th. Probably the first time you've to have one. I understand that. But you really don't need it until June of 2009. And once you apply for the enhanced driver's license, you should receive it in about two weeks. Now, when you go to the DMV to apply, you'll need to bring several forms of documentation. And so you're asked to go to the DMV's website or the Erie County Clerk's website to check out what those documents are. It'll make your time at the DMV a lot easier. We linked the Erie County Clerk's website to our website, WIBB.com. Reporting live at the Peace Bridge, Melissa Holmes, News 4 at noon. All right, thanks for the update on that, Melissa. Now, we still have... Romans 623 says... For the wages of sin is death, but the gifts of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity Zone on Talk Radio. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTurney makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. If this is the year uh, of Bible prophecy to be fulfilled, I don't believe there is uh, a year or two or three between Syria uh, or Isaiah 17 and Psalms 83. Uh, I believe that there is a couple of days between those two or even the same day and uh, or a couple of weeks or other. And I don't believe that there is a week between Psalms 83 or or, or Psalms um, 83, yeah, and Isaiah 17, and a week between uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39. I think it's a little bit more time, and I don't think it's a few months. I think it's a couple of weeks. I believe these wars go together because uh, these wars will be setting the stage for the tribulation period. And we know, looking at Bashar Assad's uh, regime, we don't think it's going to go another year. 
Um, can I bet my life on it? Probably not. But I don't think it's going to go another year. You can just look at it and tell. Uh, I don't believe that if Damascus is destroyed, Russia is going to take another year to get to respond. I do believe that the new oil fields that Israel has acquired, acquired and all these nations are trying to refute Israel or try to mess with their territory, like Cyprus and all these other places. Um, uh, Russia wants the uh, the reserves. Russia wants uh, many things that Israel has. And number one, Russia wants to assert itself. Uh, I'm not reading anything. I'm just saying it myself. He, they, they want to resort itself as a powerhouse, and not only the Middle East, but the whole world. Uh, with that being said, uh, the hooks that are found in Ezekiel 38 and 39 could possibly be uh, minerals and oil and, and and like the Bible says, booty or treasures. But um, one of the big hooks I think it means is that Damascus in Isaiah 17 is no longer a city. Now, the beautiful thing that I think, and I think people should be praying for Damascus and the people to get out of it, because there is Christians in Damascus. And if you listen to this show, um, and you got a radio show, you got people you can tell, or you can tell your family, pray for Damascus so the people will get flushed out of there or will get will leave to evacuate because of the fighting. That would be good. And definitely be good before Israel drops a bomb on Damascus that they tell the, the citizens that they got 24 hours to get out of there or 48 hours to get out of there or even 72 hours would be good. Um, wishful thinking. No, I don't think it's wishful thinking. I think that's what's going to happen. I think just the Bible never said that Damascus should be a ruinous heap, but nobody, everybody, you know, people should die. It didn't say that, you know, right after. If I wanted to say that in Isaiah 17, it would just say in, in the people ravished, or, or I guess ravished mean raped, but the people destroyed. How about that? People died. But it didn't say that. Um, it just said that Damascus is no longer a city. And, I mean, if it's no longer a city, it doesn't mean the pe people have to be there to die. It can mean just mean the slaughter of the buildings and things like that. Um, <clears throat> there is a chance. Uh, here's another article from Ynet News, and it's talking about Israel fears anniversary attack at Olympics. Now, there's a lot of uh, things going around uh, the Internet right now, especially on YouTube, saying that the Olympics may be destroyed, but or the Olympics may have a terrorist attack. But if this is 2012... And this is just my opinion. This is 2012, and the globalists want a new world order to start. They're not going to let the number one event in human history, as far as the whole globe is concerned. Now, name an event the whole globe is watching. There's no event but the, the unless it's like Queen Elizabeth's you know, passing, God forbid, pray for her. Or, you know, some famous person dying and we come together or some big event. But the name of a big event that we ever actually all came together for. Now, when John Kennedy died, I'm pretty sure we were the only ones mourning. They sort of mourned with us. 
Or when Ishak Rabin died, you know, we mourned with him, but it wasn't like it was, you know, our president or our prime minister dying. It wasn't like their prime president or their prime minister dying. Name an event besides the Olympics where all the world is watching. There is none. Now, the Super Bowl is still our, our event, but the Olympics belong to the world. I mean, just because it's held in London does not mean they own it. They they have to vote to get that uh, Olympics in London. Now, with that being said, um, some people say that there's a possibility of the Olympic Stadium uh, could be taken out with a neutron bomb or some type of a bomb. Is that going to happen? I I don't know for sure. Uh, some people also talk about the uh, the underground. Um, the train uh, trail or whatever they call it, the underground subway could be blown up like they had in 777. Also, um, here's a here's a here's a here's a thought that Israel fears anniversary attack. I say UK Sunday Times reports of a growing concern that Iran, Hezbollah, may try to target Israeli athletes at the London Games. Now, I wouldn't be surprised. That's the only thing that happened. And that's the only thing that probably would need to happen for Israel to go after at least their uh, Iran satellites, um, Hezbollah, Syria, et cetera. Um, they're looking for an excuse uh, to do it. Now, if you were Israel and you've been getting shot at and rocket fire and buses been blowing up for ages and they've exercised so much restraint. To me, at least. Now, that was the United States uh, in the past getting that to happen. I'm pretty sure we'd have done something or the people would have cried out big time. But Israel exercises so much restraint that it's almost, to me, aggravating, especially for Bible prophecy buffs. I mean, it's big time aggravating to me because I want, I want to see Jesus come back. So um, I'm wondering why Israel don't do anything. But then I admire Israel for not doing anything sometime. I mean, I'm just like, wow, I, I'm just I'm, I'm enamored with it's how much patience and restraint that these people have. Um, as far as my um, beliefs, I believe that um, the world is going to turn upside down topsy-turvy. Um, I, I'm praying every night that I'm kind of found worthy and I pray for my family, and I pray for my listeners. Uh, y'all listening to the show, I, I pray that you be found worthy, your family be found worthy to escape. Because, folks, it's going to get really bad out there. And people think that the first half of the tribulation period is going to be okay. First half of the tribulation period ain't going to be okay. It's going to get nasty. I, I do believe that the Mahdi or the 12th Imam, uh, the uh, Islamic uh, future leader, uh, is going to rise to power. And, and it's, it's Iran's chief aim to get this to happen. Uh, Iran's chief aim is to bring about their caliphate or their Islamic empire. And uh, I've said this time and time again, I do believe that the uh, uh, events after the rapture of the church will set the stage for a new globalist empire. Now, I don't, 
now I'm going to tell y'all this. I believe that the new globalist empire has already been set, and it's not the European Union or just the European Union. Nicolas Sarkozy uh, begun the uh, Mediterranean Union, and they started that in 2008. And I do believe that that is the initial stage of this beast. Now, notice nobody's talking about it, but you have a lot of European problems. You got you got Spain, you got Greece, you got Italy, you got all these nations fighting, you got Germany bailing everybody out. Uh, and Ger- Germany is exercising leadership. Miss um, Merkel is doing leadership, and she's talking about austerity. And this is a fine time to talk about austerity uh, when we should have been doing this a while back. And austerity means that you cut back on the uh, programs. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. But, um, it the beast uh is got it has to the, the the empire in Daniel chapter seven and Revelations chapter thirteen and in Daniel chapter two, which is a statue, those empires have to resemble the old Roman Empire because remember in Daniel chapter two you have the legs which represented the old Roman Empire. There's no reason for it to just be Europe when the old Roman Empire happened to be the Middle East, Africa, and Europe, or at the time, whatever that it was supposed to represent the earlier territories. Europe is actually kind of new uh, compared to uh, compared to like uh, you know Syria. I mean, it, it's technically it's new. Now, um, the Antichrist will subdue three. Why? Could that be the Middle East regions? Because remember, territorial-wise, uh, the uh, Mediterranean Union fits like a glove because it represents the uh, revived Roman Empire or the old Roman Empire to a T. And you have, once again, you've got Europe, you got Northern Africa, and you got the Middle East. So if Europe represented five, in the East, which also includes Africa represented, Africa represents two, and the Middle East represents three, then my best guess, and this is just my best guess, that the Antichrist will subdue the Middle East. And that will be a caliphate or a um, new empire um, that will rise, and the rest of the organization will ask him to take over. Now, is he going to come out Islamic, speaking, you know, is he going to come out doing that, or is he going to come out looking like a good-looking, charming uh, individual who happens to be a Muslim or a or believe in the Islamic faith. I believe he's gonna be what the Bible calls the king of fierce features. Now the Antichrist I believe will rise up out of Syria. And the word of God talks about uh in uh Daniel chapter eight that Alexander the Great had four generals that took over and out of one of those generals uh, uh, Antiochus Epiphanes 
uh, found in Daniel chapter 11 uh, became king. It says that a king will arise having um, being skilled uh, in intrigue, meaning uh, the Bible says he understands dark sentences. Uh, Then you know that's satanically induced. Uh, The Bible also calls the Antichrist the Assyrian. Now, the Assyrian Assyrian Empire represented Iraq, some parts of Iraq, uh, Syria, Lebanon, um, Turkey. Uh, Some people say it's going to come from Turkey. Uh, I believe that the the, the, the scuffling and the fighting right now in Syria will lead to the rise of the Antichrist taking over Syria, which will will make him the little horn. Little horn means that he, um, the country that he comes from, um, and himself is insignificant uh, initially. So if Syria receives a mortal wound, which is a, a shot to the head, which is Damascus, and the mortal wound was healed. Now, keep in mind, Syria has no resources, so this can blow my um, my theory out the water. So how does he get rich? By taking over territory. Now, the Antichrist does not rise up with the whole world at his feet. He has to take it over. Remember, he comes, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 6, that he he comes conquering and to conquer. Uh, the Bible says that they're, they're saying to the beast, who can make war with the beast? I mean, who, who, who can possibly defeat King George or whatever his name is? Who can, who can defeat this guy? Um, and I'm pretty sure they found out later that Jesus could defeat this guy. Um, so Assad must go. That's what they're saying. That's what Hillary Clinton said. Hillary Clinton knows something we don't know because she's going over there talking junk to Russia and China. I don't think they, I think Russia and China know exactly where Hillary Clinton stands. I think Hillary Clinton knows exactly, and I think it's all theater. Hillary Clinton won't be saying, Hillary Clinton is no dummy. I think the Russians know exactly what she's going to say because they got a script. Now, do they follow the script to the T? I don't believe so. But I do believe that they have a script that they follow. And they understand why Hillary Clinton is saying this. Because remember, Albert Pike, back in the day, represented the Illuminati. Albert Pike, if I had a picture of him, I'd throw him up there. But Albert Pike represented the Illuminati. And the Illuminati um, is an organization that some people say run the world. Now, the Rockchilds and the Rockefellers together are are combining their interests, merging somewhat. Because um, I believe they think together they can fight a bigger war, but the Rockchilds are much richer than the Rockefellers. I mean, the Rockchilds got trillions of dollars. That's sickening. When you got that much money, you need to you gonna blow hell wide open. There's no way you're gonna. <laughs> the politicians the love of money. Um, one of the um, politicians, I think, a businessman, Jay Paul Getty, I think it was. I, I don't know. Somebody can email me and tell me. But he said, um, they asked him on his deathbed, how much money How much money is a too much um, enough? He says, another dollar. <laughs> I would like you to have another dollar. Now, that 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 screams burly murder at you, then um, 
Yeah. Well, today is July 22nd, 2012. Um, I am a, for me, I believe that Ezekiel 38, 39 will take place on Rosh Hashanah regardless of whatever year it is. Uh, I, I call it the War of Rosh Hashanah, meaning the Russian army will be sitting outside of the post, out of uh, sitting outside of the border of, of uh, Israel on a given Rosh Hashanah holiday, which is a two-day event. Now, Rosh Hashanah is known as the day that no one knows, uh, meaning that no one knows the day and hour. Now, Rosh Hashanah is based off of a Jewish feast. Now, am I trying to predict the rapture of the church? It's impossible to predict the rapture of the church, even if you know when he's at the door. Because Rosh Hashanah is known as the the, the, the uh, day that of the doors. Uh, so because what happens is in a Jewish uh, marriage, the husband goes and gets the wife and he takes her into the chambers and he shuts the doors. Noah um, was uh, to shut the door on the ark uh, when God told him to. Uh, if you read um, <coughs> Revelation chapter four, 4, it talks about, let me even go there. So I don't. I just want to read that. Um, and I hate fumbling through the Bible when I'm on TV, but it says, um, after this, I looked and behold, a door was open in heaven. Now, the Bible is is flat out talking about a door opening in heaven. And, and, and let me continue to read it. And it says, uh, the door was opened in heaven. And the first voice is John saying, the first voice that I heard was, as it was a trumpet talking with the, with me. Now, Rosh Hashanah is the also known as the day of the trumpets. Now, for me, I'm a dad, I'm a son, I'm a husband, I'm a next-door neighbor, I'm a friend, I'm a veteran. So I hold many titles. Now, Rosh Hashanah holds many titles, and you can find a few of them in, in, in um, Revelation chapter 4. Where it says um, he uh, he looked in heaven and he saw a door open and the next thing you know the voice of a trumpet and it goes all the way down and it talks about you know in in chapters um, five and then later on in chapters nineteen twenty and twenty one and twenty two uh, it's talking about the coronation of the king and I can go through Revelations and find similarities. Of revelations uh, of the Jewish uh, observance day, a holiday, a feast day of Rosh Hashanah. Now, Jesus Christ was uh, crucified on Passover. Uh, in the first fruits, he rose from the dead, and the church was formed on Pentecost, and unleavened bread is when he was upstairs with his disciples. And remember, he said, I will not drink with you into uh, of your cup. So I'm passing the cup around for y'all to drink and break bread, but I will not do this into the kingdom. Uh, so the doors gets me because Jesus said, you will know when I'm at the door. 
And he also said, no man knows the day and hour but my father only. Now, in the Jewish wedding, the father, remember, Abraham sent Eliezer out, which represents the Holy Spirit, to go get a son for his, uh, go get a wife for his uh, son. Once he found the wife, he went back and he gave the father of the husband, of the wife, the future wife, a dowry, which is the Holy Spirit. So he left the, the, the future dowry there. And he went back to prepare a place for the um, the wife. And and then she's when he's when the husband the future husband is preparing a place, uh, it takes about you know it could have been a year or two before he goes back and gets his wife, but he goes into the house like a thief. So he goes into the house, you know, breaks in the house, takes the wife out, and then he has a he has a a procession procession with him, a band, and 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 bridegroom and all these other people, you know, the the band and the, and the best man rather. Uh, and they and they celebrate. They go into the chambers for seven uh, days, which actually represents seven years. And they shut the door. He says, "You know when I'm at the door." Jesus said that in, Rev- in Matthew 24. That's what he was trying to say. And no, we don't know the day and hour. How can you know the day and hour when if if somebody came up to me and said, "Phil, God is going to come back on." Two o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Then what time is that in Eastern Standard Time? It's five. So how could he? How could he come back? How can we know the day and hour when? When my mom lives, it's 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 uh, one o'clock right now, one thirty-seven. So it doesn't make any sense. Now somewhere in Russia, somewhere in China, somewhere in Israel, right now is not eleven thirty-seven. It's some other time. It's like tw- I, when I was in Iraq, um, it was like twelve hours ahead the next day. So if there's twenty four time zones, or I don't know how many time zones uh, it is, but it, I'm just saying, just in case, just to pretend like it was twenty four time zones. Now, tw- if it's two day event, which is forty eight time zones, because it's two days, twenty four plus twenty four. And my time is different from your time, which is different from someone in Brazil's time. Or actually, Brazil's got the right time as well. Or let's just say Germany. It's a different time. So, and it could be a different day. Like right now on the eastern, on the east coast, it's the twenty third, and it's still the twenty second here in, in in Spokane, Washington. So my point is that no man knows the day and hour anyway. So what I mean, why even try to figure it out? But when he was trying to tell so so see the church is blind. And that's good. Because it it it, it doesn't make us complacent, it doesn't make us lazy. God has been ha- having every generation believe that Jesus Christ was gonna come back at any moment anyway, because eminency get Im, having been having the process of being imminent will keep someone healthy. If you think you're going to eat healthy foods and you think you're going to, if you don't eat healthy foods, you're going to drop dead, it'd be better to eat healthy foods. So the doctor, so they, if the United States said to all its citizens, you must eat healthy food or else you're going to die in 25 years or 30 years, we're going to eat healthy food. So if Jesus says, oh, I'm going to come back and, and, and you need to be ready and you, have, you need to have your garments unspotted from the world, that's good stuff. But if if we got a church, which we do, we got a church denying that there is a rapture, 
saying that Jesus, you know, is going to come back after the tribulation period, which is a bunch of hogwash. Um, but do I come against post of men? I mean, I think I, I mean, I, I had I, I have friends on Facebook and YouTube and, that are that believe in the post trib and the mid trib. So do I sit there and argue with them all day? No, because I know what I believe. Why would I sit there and, and argue with somebody? It just doesn't make any sense. But I do believe that World War III will begin uh, in its early stages with Damascus being destroyed and, and Israel fighting its, its its neighbors. But I'm not thinking the climax with Russia invading Israel on a Rosh Hashanah. Am I 100% sure? I don't own the patents on Bible prophecy, and, and this can turn out a lot different from what I, I even believe right now. Um, what about the economy? How much time I got? I gotta see how much time I got. How much? What about the economy, folks? If y'all out there, the economy is going to go to heck in a handbasket overnight. <laughs> I think it'll do about four or five days. Um, I think there'll be bank runs, which means that if the banks don't have enough money to give its creditors, or I mean its um, customers, then they're gonna have to shut the doors. Now remember, it's fractional reserve banking. It means that they have a fraction of the money that they were supposed to have had until the law was changed in the first place. Now, after 9-11, they, they even put in mechanisms to shut the banks even quicker than they used to have to shut or close. Um, so fractional reserve banking makes no sense at all. It goes it goes right with the um, you know uh, Federal Reserve having uh, money, fractional reserve um you know, the dollar bill is worth zero, and it, and they don't have any backing. The dollar bill is worth nothing. Uh, and um, speaking of dollar bill being nothing, by the end of the year, there's some important prognosticators saying that the dollar bill is going to be worth zero. So if the dollar bill is going to be worth zero, then that's point. All this stuff, man, is converging. All the all everything's converging. I'm a, next show. I'm gonna put converging lines on the screen. Um, everything's converging to be a um, interesting fall and a scary fall for those who don't have Jesus Christ as your personal savior. It's gonna be scary. Food is gonna be scarce. So if you got one child, you'd be better off. But you're gonna have problems feeding that one child. Um, and don't forget, folks, just because you got a job don't mean nothing. Um, what what might take place is um, food being scarce to get to or to even get to their, its location. So, for instance, if the markets collapse and things happen in the credit department or the credit agency, the credit agency stop credit for companies. Then the truck drivers might not be able to sell uh, or get the food to you. So Walmart um, has to have food coming in. It's a thing called, uh, I think it's three day, three day replacement, something like that. Three day replacement, like fruits and vegetables need to be replaced immediately. You, I mean, you, you got to have your food and vegetables quick. So a lot of times. The smart people, the smart corporations would have local farmers, but they, heck, they didn't destroy the local farmers um, by proxy, uh, coming in with food regulations and 
and shutting and 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 popular domain of farmers. They shutting down farmers. They don't need you no more. Now you know popular domain still exists today, and popular domain means that they can if they need to replace a business, they're gonna say you need to shut down so we can uh, do some government affairs. Or, or or if it's beneficial to the city, you're gonna have to shut down. But I got off track. Um, getting back to what I want to say is the food supply could be poisoned. Um, it could, the ports can be blown up. I mean, anything. You probably say, well, why do you think it's so negative? Because it's already been documented that these things could happen or has a possibility of happening. And if you believe those terror threats and those terror information um, that's coming into the Homeland Security which I don't believe because, I, I mean, I'm going to keep it to myself what I actually believe, but I do believe that false flags could come to play. Now, do I believe that the Bulgarian uh, incident involving um, Israeli terrorists is a tourist, is a terrorist attack? Um, not necessarily. It could have been an inside job. Uh, it could have been Israel. I'm a, I'm a Israeli fan. I'm an Israel fan. Don't... I believe in Genesis 12. So when you see me talking as if I'm saying it, that Israel had Hamas set up, I wouldn't put it past Hamas to blow up an Israeli bus. They did it in the past. I mean, why would why would Israel do that? Because Israel exercised so much restraint. Why would Israel blow up their own bus when they've already been exercising restraint? I'll tell you why they might do it. And the reason why I believe they might do it is because they're ready to smack Iran. They're getting tired of all of these uh, organizations bombing them and shooting them, and 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 then the the international body just looked the other way. Yeah, everybody looks the other way when Israel gets hurt, but when Israel does something, uh, how dare you, Israel? You know, I mean, and even we even treat Israel that way. We say, well, somebody bomb our building. And three thousand people die, and 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 we're gonna just go and blow people up. But if something happened like that in Israel, the president say, President Obama, President Bush be saying, saying uh, you need to exercise restraint. Exercise restraint. Do we exercise restraint? But see me on another program, I tell you how much more that was a false flag anyway on nine eleven, and we killed our own citizens, or at least the government did, or partially had something to do with it. Uh, you believe in 19 hijackers and one, a couple of them still alive, and then they say, "Well, um, there's 2,000 degree firmite burning weeks after the 9/11, but we can we can seem to find their ID laying on the street." Oh wow, that's really great. I just um thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise the Lord, man. I'm not a complainer. I love my country, but I love God better. And uh, when I see uh, things happening wickedly in our country, like the the Aurora, uh, Colorado shooting, uh, which I believe was an inside job also, but that's another day. It's too early in the game to even say anything right now. But um, the gun control uh, bill would be passed. Well, yeah, it's going to get passed now on the 27th. The UN Charter for Small Arms will be probably passed 
on the 27th, but they're ready to kick the New World Order in anyway, so they're going to end up coming after all the guns pretty soon, after a few terrorist attacks, which, yeah, I do believe that there's some terrorist attacks headed this way, um, and if this is the year, um, your seatbelt. Um, now, what would happen to uh, people who once were Christians and um, backslid and decided to not follow the Lord. They will come back to Christ after the rapture of the church. And for those who don't know what the rapture of the church is, is that God himself will come down from heaven with a loud shout and the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain should be called up to meet the Lord in the air. It's the translation of the church. God himself will call the church home. And um, the Bible says in the twinkling of an eye in um, Corinthians 15 um, that in a twinkling of an eye and a blink of an eye, millions and millions of people across the world vanish. And uh, after this, the tribulation period will begin. Now, the Antichrist in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27 says that he, the Antichrist, shall confirm a covenant with many for one Haptad or one week. Um, like I said before earlier in the show, I believe that the Antichrist will come out of Syria after Syria um, leaders took it out. And uh, I believe he will um, somehow or another come to power. And so, I don't know if it's before or after, but I think he will somehow or another take over the uh, eastern, Middle Eastern wing. <clears throat> Now it's not three wings because <clears throat> remember, <clears throat> remember, uh, in Daniel chapter two, there are two feet with ten toes. So the ten toes represent ten regions. It represents the east of the Mediterranean, uh, and it represents the west of the Mediterranean. Meaning, it represents Europe as the the west. And the East would be represented by Africa and the Middle East, which would be five and five. So um, I do believe somehow or another, but the Bible does not speak about this. I just kind of think this is what it's leading to. Somehow or another, the Antichrist will take over three. And my best guess is that is a caliphate or a uh, Islamic empire. And, uh, Somehow or another, he'd take over three, and I think there probably be some marshal over the um, or um, regional head over the European Union, and probably regional head over the uh, the uh, African Union or the African part. And um, but the Bible doesn't mention that; it just mentions the Antichrist. So he could just be leaving them out, or it could not, it could be something. It could be completely wrong on my part. But um, I do believe that he's going to take over a caliphate first. Uh, and then the rest of the nations ask him to lead them uh, after that. Uh, and then I believe that before all of that stuff, there's going to be complete chaos in the in the world. So we have to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for, pray for your neighbors. Pray for your family that they will respond. Uh, for, for all of us who fell for common element, we were looking for something so we can warn our, our fellow uh, men 
our families, our friends, and our coworkers, fellow soldiers, fellow fellow marine men, fellow fellow um, students. We were we were trying to hopefully get this thing to happen so uh, we can have some um, proof. But we don't need no proof. I tell you, the next proof is Damascus. When you see Damascus ticking out, you're gonna you're gonna have a couple of days to say something. I believe that once Damascus is taken out, we probably got less than a month. Because if Damascus is taken out in the next couple of days, we probably got the rest of August and then September. And I believe Rosh Hashanah is going to play a big part. But will I tell everybody that? Nope. I will not make a video or nothing. You make a video about Rosh Hashanah, you do it right, you're going to get thousands of views. But I really don't care about YouTube no more. Um, I think it's too much of a pain in the butt. Um, I might put some of these videos up. You know, but uh, I think I, me myself, I think YouTube is a pain in the butt, um, and uh, that well, there you have it. Um, but um, God is good, and uh, He's worthy to be praised. Uh, he is uh, coming back to take over uh, this silly old earth, and uh, Jesus. Uh, is coming to restore all things to himself. And uh, if you don't know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, now's the time, folks. Uh, and uh, I don't know, somebody just sent me a crazy message. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, anyway, uh but God, God loves everybody. He He cares about people. Uh, he cares about people. Uh, he really does, uh, and I believe that. I believe that God loves uh, people. Uh, and y'all gotta excuse me. I can't. I can't walk and chew gum all at the same time. I am literally surf, surfing the net as I talk, and uh, I was trying to do something, but I guess I, I'm not going to be able to do it because I can't chew gum and walk all at the same time. So I need to say this to y'all, is that uh, talk to your neighbors, talk to your family, talk to your friends, and make sure they know that Jesus is coming back. And uh, you're going to be able to save them agony. It's going to be agony, folks. It's not going to be uh, even easy in the first half of the tribulation period. It's not going to be It's not going to be easy. People are saying it's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy at all, man. Um, like I say, food is going to be scarce. And if you like to eat like I do, uh, you you might want to batten on your hatches. I like to eat, so uh, if I can't eat, then I'm going to be hurting. But let us pray uh, that people will listen to us uh, and that uh, we would have uh, favor from the Lord. Because we need favor from the Lord. Without without the Lord, we can't do nothing. Without God, we can do nothing. 
And as Jesus said, without him, we can do nothing. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, this is the first episode um, of many. Um, Hopefully, I can uh, enlighten some people before it's too late. And hopefully, um, we can uh, warn some people before it's too late. But I hope everybody had a good day today. I'm going to go watch me some Jack Van Empey. I got it on record. Uh, I'm also going to go watch um, Brother JD because I haven't got a chance to watch it. I, I was kind of like in, in the midst of doing a show and, and stuff like that, so I ain't got a chance to do anything. And I and I can't wait to help Lindsay get back to Bible prophecy because um, he's really uh, we nearly really need as many people as we can. To, to to warn the world and uh ain't nothing like a good uh Hal Lindsey uh program to do that. Well God bless everybody out there. Um uh have a good night and uh, uh remember that God loves you and uh, if you don't know Jesus Christ is your personal savior uh, open your heart today. Uh Revelations three twenty says Jesus is the speaker. I stand at the door of your heart and knock. Emphasis is mine. And if you open up to me, I'll come in to you and I'll whine and dine with you. Meaning that he would have a relationship with you. Jesus loves you, folks. And you say, well, I'm dirty. He's not going to want me. Well, that's what Jesus came to do, to clean you up. And that's what he wants to do, to clean us up. So, can you imagine being a thief on the cross, living in sin all that time, and then you say, God, Jesus, can I be in paradise? Yes, before this day is out, you'll be in paradise. Well, you're the same way right now. Jesus is coming soon. I believe it's very soon sooner than we think. So God bless y'all out there. Y'all have a wonderful day. God bless.
Have a wonderful night.